Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, for Mother's Day, we offer a special prayer. For Father's Day, a hundred amazing corny jokes. That was just the freebie. Um, why was Cinderella thrown off the basketball team? She ran away from the ball. Grown. Um, who earns a living by driving their customers away? Well, Uber would be the modern version, but taxi driver, that was good. Just for that, we have another one. Um, what? Why is tennis such a loud game? Because every player raises a racket. Oh. Um. <laughs> no, we, we do celebrate dads today. I, we thought about bringing bacon. We thought about, you know, hunting things. I don't know, whatever it is that you would do as a dad. But uh, we do celebrate dads, and so we'll have a special prayer now for, for fathers. And Father we, we, Father, we thank you that you are the ultimate example of who a father is to be. And whether our earthly father was a good father, an absent father, a lousy father, or a bad father, ultimately we find our example in you. And God, we pray that those of us here who are fathers, uh, that you would enable and empower us to be the kind of dads we need to be, even if uh, we didn't have that model and example. God, help us to be people who, who lead in our families, uh, lead with our children, and point them ultimately to the hope and the life that we have in you. In your name we pray. Amen. No more dad jokes for a few minutes. Um, we're starting an interesting series. I don't know if anyone noticed it. on. We posted something on Facebook and a few things. Anyone know what we're starting? Oh. How did you ever guess? Um, but Life's Playlist, the book of Psalms. I forgot to talk about kids' church. If anyone wants to go to kids' church, Joy is heading that way. I've got to get that into my normal, normal pattern, because for so long we weren't allowed to do kids' church and things because of COVID. So uh, poor Joy is there by herself teaching herself um, <laughs> the lesson. Um, so fortunately, uh, I have someone who helps keep me organized. As we always say, if you don't like organized religion, try us. We're not that good. Um, and what I mean by that is me. Because the rest of you, God bless you, are organized. But, um, but anyway, the Psalms. We're starting a new series. We're in the book of Psalms. And the Psalms are interesting. If Maybe you, you've read some of them. You maybe, you've probably read the one we're going to attack today. because Not attack, that sounds bad. That we're going to approach today because it's the first one. So even if you didn't get through the whole book and you started it, you probably read this one. Uh, and and they're, they're sort of raw and honest. And, and I posted something about what was your favorite psalm. And I, that's because I was starting the psalm series and I was thinking about it and I was reading and studying. And it was interesting, some of the responses <laughs> that we got. Now, if you want to respond, and you, uh, whether you <laughs> have a favorite psalm or one that sort of intrigues you, <clears throat> we'll actually, I'm still kind of picking the psalms, so I thought I'd, I'd, um, I'd do that. 
<coughs> Sorry, a little, uh, little, I need a little coffee today. Denise, could you grab my coffee? Because I need something. Sorry. One bonus dad joke today will be my mug. I like to use it periodically. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, I, I know a lot of times our, our, song, our series can go through every verse of a Bible, and I think it took us 30 weeks to get through First and Second Peter, so it can take a little while. Don't worry, I don't plan on doing all the Psalms right now, uh, because it, w- it would take a little while. But I li- the thing I like about the Psalms is they're sort of raw and honest. And, and a lot of times there, there's emotions, there's feelings that come out in them, And, um, you know, they're interesting. They've shaped our culture more than you may know. Now, some of you may know, um, you too has a slight fascination with the Psalms. Some of you know are nodding. Uh, There's this guy named Bono. I always want to say Bono, uh, (laughs) not Bobo. Uh, But Bono, (laughs) uh, he actually even wrote an introduction uh, to the book of Psalms. Uh, That may be surprising to many in church, and it's... uh, probably surprising to many of you might be more likely to be found at the bar than the church. Uh, but to those who know the Bible and U2, U2's, uh, Bono's interest in the Psalms is obvious in his lyrics. Um, when I asked uh, this week on social media, what was your favorite Psalm? Just curious. Uh, and, and, you know, some people said I don't have one. And I think it's kind of like picking a favorite Psalm is difficult because they're sort of like emojis. You know, you have emojis on your phone, some of you, um, Maybe it's, I don't know, some of the younger generation doesn't like my emojis. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, what's, what's your favorite emoji? You might have one, but you kind of need them all for different occasions. And that's sort of how the Psalms are. The Psalms are emojis, God's emojis. The, and often they, they express different emotions and feelings we have. And, and the Psalms are interesting in that. Um, I, I learned as a kid, I remember going to church, and they taught us that the Psalms were songs. Good job. You guessed that that was good. Uh, And and they're also poetry. Uh, And so we'll we'll see some some cool things as we look at it. And so we're going to start from the top this week. We're going to jump into Psalm Uno. Uh, So uh, it's going to be a little different. I'm actually going to read from the ESV this week and throw some of you all off. But most of you are reading digitally, so it's just a matter of tapping something and you're into the, the different version. Um, in my day, we carry these big things called Bibles. Um, and anyone go to a church where, yes. <laughs> Some of you may remember, you can look at that one, see what it is. But uh, I remember you, you couldn't go to church without your Bible. You know, and then in some churches, no one carries Bibles. So then you go and visit a church. You're like, is this a Bible-carrying church or a no-Bible-carrying church? I don't know. It gets confusing. Anyway, Psalm 1. We're going to read from the ESV. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on it, his law, day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so with the wicked. They are like chaff. The wind blows away. Uh, Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Uh, So ESV, you know, says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. Now, 
uh, blessed, blessed. Uh, in fact, we, we talked about what it meant to be blessed when we did the Beatitudes, which was, um, well, I guess it's probably more than a year ago now, if I think about it. I, for, for me, I feel like we just did that. It's like that was three years ago, um, because when you get old, time flies by like that. You know, uh, we, we, we use it in our culture, you know, we hashtag blessed. You can buy a blessed shirt at Walmart now that tells you <laughs> how, how widely that's used. And often we think of blessed as, you know, lots of money, you know, because you get a new car and you, you put it on Facebook and you go hashtag blessed. Um, you know, and, and it, it is true that, you know, that it's a blessing, but I, I think that kind of misses some of it. As I think it's a wide range of meaning, something perhaps a little bit more spiritual. Um, but, but what does it mean to be blessed by the Lord? Now, the NRSV, which I mentioned is one of, like, probably my favorite version, and I think there's, like, 11 of us in the world who read the version, <laughs> maybe 12, 12, uh, okay. Uh, NRSV says happy. You know, happy is the one who does not uh, walk in step with the wicked. And I immediately, of course, think um, uh, Pharaoh Williams, because I'm happy. Remember that song? <laughs> It's a great song. I, th I think it, it struck us, like, everyone kind of liked that song. It kind of hit, it went worldwide, because I think we all want to be happy, right? Uh, we we want to be blessed. <laughs> uh, most of us want to be happy, and a lot of times we think we'll be happy if, you know, maybe we get that new car, or, or maybe we'll be happy if that person would marry us, and then some of us are maybe happy if that person would no longer be married to us. <laughs> uh, so it, it can kind of vary depending on life situation. I did a wedding last night, so I'm thinking a lot about marriage. And uh, you know, the very first psalm on life's playlist uh, tells us how to be happy. Now, the New Living Translation, which we normally read, says, "Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers." I like the message here, and Eugene Peterson did the message, and I'm, I'm thinking a lot about Eugene right now because. You know, with Bono and the Psalms, I always kind of connect those two. If you remind me, I'll post a cool video uh, about that, uh, where they actually, Eugene Peterson, who translated the message, Bono really wants to meet him, and Peterson's kind of putting him off, because he, he's like busy translating Isaiah. He's like, I don't have time to meet with the world's largest rock star, and his like students and stuff are like, dude, it's like Bono. He's like, who is this? Who is this? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they get together in this video, uh, and... Um, I'll have to post it if you remind me, but, but um, the message says, uh, you know, how well God must like you. You, you don't hang around at Sin, Sin Saloon. You don't slink along Dead End Road. You don't go to Smart Mouth College. Um, I, I picture with Smart Mouth College, like, do you get a sweatshirt for that and like a hat, you know? Um, anyway, some of you, some of you, a bumper sticker for your car. Uh, one, one commentator called this psalm the fast lane or the right path. And, and th there's, you know, many of us, you know, might remember some famous lines. Anyone, if you're poetic here, we're gonna, we're, don't worry, the whole sermon won't be super poetic. But, but Robert Frost, two roads diverged in the wood. And I, I took the one less traveled and that has made all the difference. You know, or, or maybe if you're like a little more classic literary, literature, you're like down with the Middle Ages. Uh, Dante <laughs> says um, in Divine Comedy, Midway this, life, this way of life we're bound upon, I woke to find myself in a dark wood where the right road was wholly lost and gone. And, and so there, life is, is a lot like a path. 
We're, we're going somewhere, but, but sometimes we kind of get off, too, and we end up in the wrong place. Uh, we've talked about sort of the 1% drift puts you in the wrong place. Now, um, you know, if you're, I, I like to do, I like outside, I like to be in the woods, I like to hike, I like to, you know, some of you like, when some of you think camping, you think motorhome um, or cabin. I, I think like, you know, roughing it under an Adirondack shelter. I, I think, you know, tent, nothing. I, although I am intrigued by the concept of van life and I really want to build a schoolie. Um, some of you know what that is, some of you don't. Basically, school, you know, because anyway, I, I, I like camping. Um, and so, you know, when, when you're out orienteering, if you're just a little off, you end up in a completely different direction, right? And if you're like in a sailboat, I've always kind of fantasized about sailing, but I really didn't learn how to sail as a kid. We kind of learned a little bit on the lake, but there wasn't a whole lot of wind, <laughs> and we didn't really know what we were doing. And that was before YouTube, where you could learn how to do everything. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I always had this kind of fantasy of sailing. Now, if you sail, what happens if you're like 1% off? or I don't know what the percentage would have to be off, but like just a few percentage points off, you can go from landing in Hawaii to being in North Korea. Like very different experiences when you land your boat, right? Uh, and, and so that, that life is, is so much like that. Jesus talked about this when he said, and I, we spoke about this recently, you know, there's two gates. There, there's the broad road and the narrow road. And Jesus said, to, to repeat these words, uh, says, you, cannot enter God's king, uh, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Facing the Giants, I, I don't know how long I will think of that movie whenever I read this passage, because I think of, you know, they're, they're working with the kicker, and he's, you know, he's like, uh, you got to kick narrow. And he reads this passage, because you, you don't want to kick wide right. You don't want to kick wide left. <laughs> you you got to kick in the middle. And that's important in football, because we are coming up on football season, because whenever football season ends, you know, it's preparation for the next football season. So those of us who enjoy the game. I don't get to watch it very much, though. My wife watches more football than I do. It's, I'm usually falling asleep or, you know wanting to watch a movie on Sunday afternoon. She's like, can you just turn on football? Uh, <laughs> some of you are jealous. <laughs> you should be. She's awesome. But, um, you know, w when you're playing football, you have to aim for the post because those are the kicks that matter. You kick left, nothing. You kick right, nothing. You, you got you to hit the uprights. Now, it would be a surprise play if you were going to kick and your kicker turned around and kicked it the other way, right? That would be a surprise play. You might make the ESPN highlights, but you know what you wouldn't get? Points. <laughs> because, and it doesn't work. I don't know if some of you don't know football as well, but, but generally you have, to, you have to go through the uprights for the, for the points. Uh, and really, what, only the narrow kicks matter in the kingdom of God. It, it, it's are you on focus? Are you on the right path? Now, the first time... The, uh, someone was asking me recently, because some of you know, I, I teach um, in, in a Bible college in Ethiopia, and um, 
which is hard to explain to some people. They're like, what? I don't know. Anyway, uh, someone was asking me about it this week because someone else had mentioned something. He's like, what are you doing in Africa? I'm like, well, and, and so I, 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 like, I like education. I like studying. I like musty old book smells. Some of you do, some of you don't. Uh, some of you get what I mean immediately when I say musty old library. Some of you are like, no interest at all in that smell. Uh, and I'm funny in that. I'm, I'm just comfortable in the woods hunting animals as I am in the library hunting references. I don't, <laughs> I'm an oddball. Uh, <laughs> some of you said amen. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember the first time I was, I, 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 was, I, I, I put in my resume because someone asked me to volunteer to teach there. And, and so I, next thing you know, I get tapped for a class. They're like, can you teach this class? I'm like, sure. I'm like, what is the class? And you know, kind of, you're not really sure what you're doing. You ever like start a new job or something and you don't really know what you're doing? And so you go back, yeah, some of your, yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, I remember I went back into my notes on, on like, I, I got asked to teach psalms and wisdom literature. And I went back to all my, my, my schooling on psalms and wisdom literature. I had a good solid page of notes because um, apparently I'd had almost an hour of lecture on that. And they're like, can you teach for, you know, two weeks on this? I'm like, sure, I can lecture for you know, a week and a half or more on something that I've only been taught a little bit in. Anyway, <laughs> I, I say that because I, I'd read the Psalms many times before that. But, but I think kind of being forced to, to study them in detail in order to teach them, and that's one of the benefits of teaching kids' church, is like you, you, you study something in detail and you, you get to teach it. When I taught kids' church, I, I think I learned much more than the children. And that's not because I was a poor teacher. <laughs> it was just because you're studying and learning. And, and so one of the, the benefits to me going off at, at teaching is, you know, hopefully the students benefit, my, my, the, two, the ones I teach. Uh, but I benefit from learning, and hopefully you'll benefit from uh, <laughs> my, my more intense study of the Psalms. The Psalms are this different type of literature. They're poetry, they're songs. And they often, it, like, kind of paint a picture and that's these two gates, the, the different path, that, that's what the author is painting, the idea of you can go one way or you can go the other. And it's imagery Jesus picks up, but, but Psalm 1 deliberately draws two portraits in our minds, as a commentator wrote, the portrait of the wicked man and the portrait of the wise man. And then the question is posed, which are we? As we enter the sanctuary of the Psalms to worship and petition the Lord, whose side are we on? And, and a lot of the times, you know, if you're here, you probably have some inclination towards God. Like, you don't just, like, people who, like, who absolutely hate God aren't like, hey, let's get up and go to church. You know, maybe to picket it or something. But, but we, again, that 1% drift, it's easy in our hearts to kind of drift off. And, and so there's these, uh, you know, and life is this, this combination of what is thrown at us because a lot of us have to deal with stuff because it's just, it's put on us. It, it comes at us. You know, if you can't think of anything, think of COVID. You know, you had to deal with COVID in, in, in some way. But, but then it, it's also then what we choose. And in hard times, do we choose faith in God's way or do we choose to turn away? And in good times, do we choose faith in God's path or do we, we choose to turn away? Um, and in the Bible, the word in the Old Testament, we've used this word before. I, I like it. I don't like to throw out a lot of Hebrew and Greek words, although some of them are interesting. But... Um, if you read commentaries, you'll see this one. It's halak, which means your walk. And, and you know, I, I think of uh, Run DMC, Aerosmith. Walk is my... <laughs> you can't tell. Come on. 
I had to get unserious for a moment. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I picture that. And it really, walk this way is sort of a metaphor for, for how we live our lives. You know, what are we walking towards? You know, you know what, is, uh, what are we trying to do? And, you know, what, what's the, what are we going to pursue? 90s Christians were all that. I don't, I don't really hear anybody say it anymore. Uh, I've, I've been in this game long enough that I've seen expressions kind of go and come. And maybe you guys hear it. But people would ask, like, hey, how's your walk? They weren't wondering, like, what, your, like, what you tracked on your iPhone for how long you walked that day or, or how much exercise you got. But the idea was, you know, how are things? Not, not just how's your Bible reading, not just, you know, how, how is your prayer time, not just how is your time of fellowship, but kind of all that together, are, are you living this out? Are you, are you walking in the right way? And it's a good biblical metaphor for, you know, what we're doing in life. Are we walking in the right way? Are we going in the right direction? Ephesians 2.10, again, I'm reading from the ESV today, because <laughs> I, I like the way it words this one. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. I, I, it's sort of the, the underlying word, I, I think, paints the picture of we're supposed to be going in the direction, doing the things, and so how's our walk? How are we walking? How are we moving in to the things that God calls us to go into, or are we straying off the path? You know, I've often been, uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about hiking sometimes is like you're hiking along, and suddenly you're like, there's no trail, because you missed a marker, and what you thought was a trail is not a trail. It's like a rabbit trail or something. And I, I remember a couple times we were mountain biking and that happened. We're like following the path and then suddenly we're like, we are in the middle of the woods. And then we're just hurtling down the mountainside. That's what I love about mountain biking. Hurtling down the mountainside at high speed, trying to dodge trees, hoping to find a path. <laughs> and that's sort of an image for life. It's are we following the things that God's called us to do or have we gotten off the path? Are we, are we hurtling through the woods on our own? Now, it sounds fun to hurdle through the woods. I've always wanted to try downhill, off-road, unicycle racing. But there's some danger to that, right? <laughs> a lot of danger, you know. Uh, so it's a good, safe hobby that I should take up. I used to joke about it, and then I found out it's a real thing. I'm like, I know. And now some of you are intrigued and Googling it on your phones. Uh, but, but, you know, there, there's this, this, this different way of walking and uh, living. And, and so, you know... My 90s Christian brothers, yo, how's your walk? You know, are you on the path? Or did you get off the path? Um, now, there's, there's something in poetry that's called parallelism, where often in the Psalms, the same idea is stated in a couple different ways. And um, it, it just, it's a poetic way of thinking. But, but I, you know, if you look at the way these are kind of set up, it's walking, standing, sitting. It, it's sort of an increasing influence if you will uh you know we because <laughs> when we choose wrong it sort of spirals you know most of us if you don't catch that one percent drift then you're two percent off you're three percent off next thing you know you're ten percent off and so we, we go from sort of an interest in, in the things that we know we shouldn't be interested in but we kind of flirt with it a little bit and then we kind of feel comfortable hanging around it and then the next thing you know, we're kind of like sitting down, hanging out. We're like on the couch of sin. We're like, think about someone coming into your living room. There's like people who come to the front door. 
and you talk to them. There's people you let in. Hey, it's hot, man. Step inside. There's people who are like chilling on your couch, eating your waffles, things like that. Some of you heard that story. Uh, and so we have to be careful. I remember, I've used this analogy for sin before, but it was one of my, my favorite ones. I worked at a, a factory in Harrington, and we made the plastic that goes out over fields. Like, it was like this plastic. And so my job was like, well, when you're like the low end, like your job is to do whatever the guy who runs the line tells you. And uh, mine was mostly like unloading the plastic, but then when the machines needed to be fixed and run, um, there was like this plastic goo leaking out the thing. And my job was I was supposed to kick it over to the side. And so I was kicking it over to the side. And then it like, it's, you know, I could walk about freely, but I was kicking it to the side. And then some started to stick on my shoe. And I started to be able to move a lot less freely. I was kind of standing there kicking. And then fortunately, I, I left before I sat in it because it was very, very hot. And I had to jump out of my boots and leave them there on the floor because they were stuck in plastic. And I had to walk barefoot into the break room and be like, um, hey, uh, there's a problem. <laughs> but I had to recognize that there was a problem. And that's a lot of times how sin is because we think we can flirt with it. We think we can kick it. Well, you know, we can kind of just be there, but, but it sticks. And, and then, we all, then we end up in an uncomfortable place. We often end up in a place where there was real danger to me there at that point because I could have been severely burned, probably would have gotten fired, and I needed the job. <laughs> so, you know, we, we have to be careful that we don't get stuck in, the, uh, stuck in it. Um, now, that doesn't mean, because some people kind of take this and they go, oh, we can't be friends with anybody who isn't a believer. And there's churches who teach that. Um, you know, here, Jesus was known as a friend to sinners. Uh, but, but we have to be careful as to what advice we follow in life. You know, we have to learn to, to recorrect when, when we get on the wrong path. It, it's great to have friends who don't believe like you, but at some point, are they more influenced or are you more influenced? Jesus wasn't influenced by the people he hung out with. He was influencing people. Uh, and to think about the longer we progress into sin, uh, our conscience gets seared, if you will. Uh, now, I remember, some of you remember this, being young and sinning. No? None of you remember? Uh, you've all been saints forever? That's awesome. Um, the rest of us had some struggles. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember sometimes the first time you do something you know is wrong, and you feel guilty. The second time, not as much, right? Next thing you know, the thing you knew was wrong before, you don't even give it a second thought. Uh, because again, it's a, it's a progression. And if we don't self-correct, if we don't God-correct, we, we often end up in the wrong place. Uh, now the song, um, I actually had to write it down because we were, we were talking yesterday in the Bible study about it. And with, with Brent <laughs> being gone, I don't have, um, you know, uh, <laughs> His, his encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of songs. And uh, I had to look it up. It was Slow Fade. It's Casting Crowns, right? Because I looked it up again this morning to make sure, and then I completely forgot because I didn't write it down. Um, and I'm sure none of you ever forget things you didn't write down. But, but I, I, uh, I, I put all the lyrics down, but don't worry, I'm not going to sing the entire song to you. But I do want to <laughs> read the things because I think a lot of things in getting off the path or slow fade things. You know, we're not like waking up and like, hey, I'm going to tube my faith and become an unbeliever. 
I'm going to fall deeply into sin this afternoon. <laughs> but but it's, uh, you know, be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hands as darkness pulls the strings. Uh, when black and white have turned to gray and thoughts invade, choices made, a price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. The, the journey from your mind to your hands is shorter than your thinking. Be careful if you think you stand, you just might be sinking. And it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. And so, not to be Debbie Downer on this, but, but we have to be careful that we don't stray from the path. Because the more you stray, the more lost you get. And the more comfortable you, you, you get where you are. Uh, and, and often what we've meant to dabble in wrong, we find ourselves in a place where it no longer feels wrong. Verse 2 says, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law all day and night. Now, <laughs> when we hear law, probably most of us immediately go to the thought of limitation, right? And there are limitations in God's word. We don't like them. We don't like to be told. We like a freedom, man. We're all about, you know, I, I'm grown. I do what I want. <laughs> uh, you can, but, you know, not everything I want to do is good. And I remember... Um, you know, I, I remember we had a, a dog, um, you know, my, my family remembers Sadie, and Sadie liked to run. Um, Sadie decided she was going to run one day. We were out in the Christmas trees. I was with a customer. She ran free. She ran into State Street. I heard and saw the car run her over. Now, she lived. It's okay. Walked a little funny after that. But I don't have to get hit by a car to know that limitations are good. And, and a lot of times we want to cast off all limitation because we think it brings us freedom. But God's limitations are to keep us from being hurt. You know, many of us build fences around a yard if we have a dog. Why? Limitations are good. And, and so we have to be careful that we, we don't, you know, go in the wrong direction. Uh, but sometimes it does take that for some of us. Sometimes some of us have to metaphorically get hit by a car before we realize God's limitation was good. Um, it's better to learn watching someone get hit than get hit yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, the, the meditates, I was reading a different translation. Um, uh, this guy translated it murmurs. He made me murmur on the law. <laughs> and in a culture that, where people didn't read silently, you know, I, I kind of picture him kind of reading it. The message says... Uh, you chew on scripture day and night. Now, does anybody here like food? Okay, the rest of you are probably lying because <laughs> food is good. Now, think of your favorite good food. Think of like barbecue maybe? Or like a, a good thick juicy steak cooked just to perfection? Ethiopian food? if you're me, and Chira, uh, maybe Indian food, which is like, I, I love Indian food too. It's like, it's, think of like your favorite food. Now, when you eat scallops, oh man, I had some scallops wrapped in bacon last night at this wedding. I was hunting that woman down trying to find more of them. Because you got to be polite at a wedding and just take one. My mouth is watering just thinking about them. It was a good wedding though. We had chicken and waffles too. Yeah. Some of you know what I mean. Some of you don't. Poor people. <laughs> Fried chicken and waffles. Man, that's all I can think of. Okay, now, 
When you have your favorite food, what do you do with it? You eat it. Do you just gulp? You take pictures of it. <laughs> the chicken and waffles on my plate last night, my, my wife goes, aren't you going to take a picture of it? I'm like, you would think, you would think, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just going to eat it because, like, I, I don't even have time for a picture. This looks good. But, you know, like, yeah, I mean, we, most of us, we savor it, right? Like, you don't just gulp it down when it's your favorite. You're like, oh, it's so good. You might even make some noises. Mm. And that's really kind of what the law, what the Word of God should be. It's something we savor. Now, for some of us, that means, you know, we're going we're gonna to read it. Some of us, that might mean listening to it. I don't think, the, the only way to, not, reading the scripture is not the only way to get it into your head. Some of us are not great readers. I like reading. You know, some people, listen, li, li, listen to it all. You, you know, you, you could have that for free. You know the Bible app we use, there's an event every week, and you know, you can make click it to read to you. Sometimes when I'm driving, I just click it and read the Bible. I get through the Bible in a, in a car ride. No, <laughs> hopefully not that long a ride. <laughs> but, but you know, we, we need to think about it. We need to ruminate on it, if you will. And I was thinking about, and I was, you know, too bad Katie's not here because I was going to confirm with her. I was reading about cow stomachs today. Not like making menudo kind of cow stomach, because <laughs> some of you... <laughs> I got a menudo story. But, um, you know, the, the cows, they, they actually, I guess they have one stomach. I always thought they had multiple stomachs. But they have one stomach with kind of like different compartments. I'm not sure how the whole thing works. I was reading about it today, and I am more confused than when I started. But, you know, the cows, they, they eat the grass and stuff. It goes down, and it pops back up at some point. They chew on it some more. That's sort of, we need to be like cows with the word of God. <laughs> you eat it in. You take it in. Is a bad analogy for some of you? But you, you chew on it again. You, you know, it's interesting because we're, we're doing a study in the men's group, which I'm hoping some other groups and some will form uh, this one. It's, it's a good study so far. And we were just kind of, we were using a familiar passage of Scripture. We were using, um, you know, uh, blank out for a second, Parable of Good Samaritan. Now, if you've been to this church for any length of time, you've heard me preach that, right? Because we're, we're, we're about that. And, and we've been, but we've been chewing on it, ruminating on it, thinking about what that means, you know, in, in our context with our neighbors. I'm, I'm talking physical neighbors. That's a good study. You, you need to uh, ask me about it if you want to get a group going on it. It's a good one to think about. But you, 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 just, you don't just read the scripture once and let it go, which a lot of us do, but, but we have to ruminate on it. Think about it. You know, do, uh, think about how then I apply it. Because you can know what's in the Bible, but can you put it into practice? Do you live differently because of it? We did a whole series called Live Differently, so hopefully you got that part of it. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, the Bible points us to God. We have to be careful sometimes even the advice we get from other people. There's a Danish proverb that says, he who builds according to every man's advice will have a crooked house. I'm a little bit Danish, so I'm, I like that one. And I also like Danish. Um, dad joke, happy Father's Day. Uh, but we have to be careful about what advice we take, right? You know, if I'm building a house, advice is... 
Bob, not dirty. Sorry, man. <laughs> because I'm going I'm to listen to someone who I, who I know is there. Now, if I want advice on life, I like to read a lot of books, but, I, but I'm going to go to the original source. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to go to the Bible. Um, you have to be careful who advice you take. I, we were talking about the door closing. I was thinking about this guy, and I, so I mentioned the story. I sat with a guy on a plane, and I hoped I was going to get a seat by myself, but they got there just in time as the door was closing. And, and you know, I was like, Ugh. But I was like, hey, I'll, I'll enjoy the conversation. Anyway, this guy sits by me. He finds out where I was going. I was going to Kenya this time. And I had a good, like, 14 hours to talk to him or something, you know? And um, he decided to spend a, a good deal of time teaching me Swahili, um, which would have been great if he knew any. Um, because the things he was telling me, I don't know a lot of Swahili, but I knew they were wrong. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you always want to learn a few expressions. Like, if you're going, you know, to Mexico, donde están los baños? <laughs> or, did I get that right? <laughs> enough that they would get me there. <laughs> I, my, my Spanish may not be great. I just need enough to get me to the right place, especially the baño. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, and so if I took his advice, who knows what I would have been saying to those people, right? <laughs> They'd be looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be saying K because, you know, it would be Swahili. <laughs> but you don't know. Maybe they say K. Google it. <laughs> you know, mine was limited by news. So we have to be sure we, we listen to the right advice. You know, wrong roads take you in the wrong direction. Now, I was going, we, we, the wedding was like down past Snow Hill. Um, some of you immediately went, man, you know, drove. it was like a two-hour drive. And so I relied on this thing called a GPS, Google Maps. It's on your phone. Anyone have that? Apple Maps. Apple Maps, sometimes. I remember one time I was going somewhere when Apple Maps first came out, and I accidentally used Apple Maps. And it brought me someplace, and there's a big, tall fence. And, you know, it's like, you've reached your destination. You have to go on foot from here. I'm like, i got to climb that fence? What? <laughs> um, I figured it out, though. Um, I was close to where I was going. Uh, but, you know, GPS to the wedding, you know, I, I was listening to the voice because I trusted it. I shouldn't have entirely trusted it. It had me drive past my turn and keep going south, then make a U-turn and go back to my turn. Anyone ever have that? And so you have to be, yeah, you're like, yeah, well, someone programmed this. I mean, I, I'm, uh, it's an amazing device we have in our hand, and it can direct me. I shouldn't, but I was, but anyway, I was listening to the voice because I thought I could trust it. I couldn't entirely trust it, right? I ended up on a detour. And so you have to learn what voices you listen to, um, <laughs> you know, and hopefully get it correct the next time. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes the voice we hear uh, that's wrong is our own. When I was 16 years old, and I can't imagine now having a, a child who is 17 uh, doing this, I got a job at 16 uh, delivering toilet paper all over the state of Delaware. Now, if it was a pandemic, everybody would be happy to see me, right? But I basically, basically, I got this little truck, and I stuffed it full of boxes of, you know, toilet paper, and I delivered to, like, all the chicken factories and different things. And, and my orientation for the job was, here are the places you need to go, go. Um, <laughs> so, so Bob was my, not different Bob, <laughs> was my supervisor, uh, my old scoutmaster. I was just, like, driving this little truck. And, you know, I thought I knew where some of the towns were, Anyone think they know where something is and then find out along the way they don't know where it is? 
Now this was before GPS. I know some of you can't believe there was a time before GPS, but I had to, after I realized I should be there by now. Anyway, there's a difference between 13 and 113. Fortunately, there's some connecting roads. I had to get out the map and readjust, and I got there, and I wasn't too, too late. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, you, you had to, to, to kind of recorrect, re, reevaluate. And that's uh, the value of the Bible, value of studying the Bible, value of ruminating on the Bible, is that it, it's the thing that corrects us. And that's one of the powers of being in a group. Because, you know, you've got a couple people together, and you're looking at the Bible and, and figuring out how to live because you want to end up in a different place. Um, verse 3 says, That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Um, streams of water. Now, where there is water, there is life. Like, uh, you know, where there's no water, <laughs> very little life. Uh, go a few days without water, and you'll know what I mean. Now, I used to wrestle, and I often was coming from 210, and I had to make 177, and I often had two or three days to make it. Um, guess what I had to cut out? <laughs> a lot of things, but water. <laughs> water became a thing, like, I was just, I, I would dream about water. I would, like, I would rinse my mouth out with water. I would, I, I couldn't swallow it, but it just, like, you just wanted water, it was horrible. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> That time I didn't make weight, I was two pounds off, but uh, <laughs> I was close. But, you know, thing is, my body just stopped working. It got to the point where the coach is like, yeah, we're just going to have to weigh someone else in. Like, <laughs> like, your body can no longer function properly without water. This is getting dangerous. Uh, you know, and, you know, when you plant a tree, what do you have to do with it? Generally. Yeah, you have to water it. Do you have to water it for the rest of its life? Not usually, because what happens? They grow roots. They go down. And so that's the image. Like, you know, do you want to be a tree that's planted by water? They grow. I, um, you know, most of you know I have a Christmas tree farm. Uh, and, you know, our family does. And so I grew up doing that. And a friend of mine um, wanted some Christmas trees. And I, we dug up, I think it was six or eight of them. And, you know, we... It was like a youth group fundraiser because I was a youth pastor at the time. And, you know, when you had the tree farm, you get those donated. Um, <laughs> so all, all of it becomes profit. Uh, no. And so we, 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 it's okay, Dad knew. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, 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 we planted these trees, you know, along. And there, we kind of got roughly the same size trees because we were trying to make it look neat and everything. And um, like a year or two later, I go back. And the other trees are growing about a foot a year, which is what we expect. But like the two on the end, especially the last one, it was like crazy growing. Like it was like, like double and triple the size. And we were like, what in the, and the guy who planted them for is like, are they the same kind of tree? I'm like, yeah, they're white pines. They're from the same batch, probably they're about the same year. It's like, and then we started looking at the yard. And what it was, was the yard was sloped. Those trees got all the water. So the others got watered, those got watered. And it made the difference. And so that, that's sort of the image thing. And I remember in Magnolia, our septic tank, 
field ran a certain way, and the grass was really green there because it watered. So green grass, growing tree. And, and that's the image of, of the person who follows what God would have us to, to, to do. A few weeks ago, we said in 2 Peter 2.17, these people springs or as mist blown away by the wind they're doomed to the blackest darkness uh, and we, we talked about that but it's you know dried up springs when you're hiking and you expect water and you don't get it what happens you get cranky sometimes you die uh <laughs> yay go hiking with us um <laughs> you know biking there's nothing worse than like reaching down to grab my water bottle and realizing i forgot to fill it uh well fortunately we can you know stop at a store now but <laughs> you're too far out but you know <laughs> and so you know you want the the promise of refreshment at jesus we talked about is the living water you know and he talked about you know the woman of the well and you know ultimately he he is who gives us life he's the ultimate living water he will cause us to grow and to prosper verse four says not so the wicked they are like shaft that blows that the wind blows away uh <laughs> uh Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a path that before each person that seems right, but in the end leads to death. I, and, you know, it, I think one of the heartbreaking things, if I can be honest, no, hopefully I'm always honest with you, but I can be frank. One of the heartbreaking hard things about pastoral ministry is watching people make stupid decisions. No, and I know where it's going to lead, but they don't listen because they want something. You know, and, and they'll often go off on the wrong path and end up, because it seems right to them. Because we can justify a whole lot of things when we want something, right? <laughs> like, I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but, you know, it's like we, we can go off on a path because we're like, this is going to be good. But it's not, if it's not God's way. But, but it seems real good at the time, and, and so we'll do anything to go there. Um, Jesus said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, what chaff is, and I'm not, I don't know, this chaff, chaff, I don't really even know if I'm pronouncing that one right. I forgot to look it up this morning to make sure I'm saying it right. Um, but I don't know how it's pronounced, and neither do you, so I'll just say it. <laughs> Someone can correct me on the internet. I'm sure someone's commenting right now on Facebook. But it, it's sort of the leftover husk from the grain. And, and it just, it's kind of papery thin, I guess, and just kind of, it just blows away when they're kind of cleaning off the grain. And, uh, you know, it, you know, Wikipedia said it's the Dry, scaly, protective casing of the seeds of cereal grains or s similar fine, dry, scaly plant materials such as scaly parts of flowers or finely chopped straw. I don't know. I'm thinking end of asparagus, watermelon rind. You know, it, it's the junk. It, it, it's the stuff you're not going to eat. It's, it's just blowing away. Um, and, uh, you know, Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist says, he is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat and his winnowing fork. He will, then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. So it, it's kind of the opposite of the well-watered tree. Do you want to be a firmly planted tree, or do you want to be trash? God doesn't make us to be trash. He makes us to be the well-watered tree. But, but the, the, the path we choose determines where, how we end up. Verse 5 says, Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Uh, I, I like how the message says it. God charts the road you take. The road they take is Skid Row. So have you been to Skid Row? <laughs> I've seen pictures of Skid Row. It's a tough place. It's a, the wicked stand in the wrong place for the wrong things, and in the end, no leg to stand on in the judgment. 
Uh, the, the irony <laughs> is to achieve happiness, we don't pursue it. To achieve happiness, we pursue God. Uh, he will give us happiness. He will give us blessing. And um, a commentator on this psalm said, The law of the Lord, which is to be our delight and meditation day and night, finds its, understand, uh, finds its meaning only in him. Christ is the one who fulfills it, and he is the key to its understanding. We truly find blessings and happiness, not in a new truck, a nice house, and those aren't bad things. I, hope, I, I pray that God gives many of you new trucks and nice houses. <laughs> but, you know, but it, it's in Christ in a relationship with him. That's where the path should be. You know, and even when we know the path to take, it's easy to get off it. I'll be honest. Um, well, again, I'm, usually I'm honest with you, or, unless I'm telling a joke. <laughs> but, uh, you know, We, we had someone one day, we were sorting the clothes for the, the homeless, and my, my, my friend who's from, uh, you know, she's from another country, and she was helping, and she doesn't always get my humor because I'm an American, and, uh, you know, it's not her first culture. <laughs> and so she said to her husband, you know, you're going to have to make a sign for when he's, like, telling a joke, and so he did. <laughs> so if you see people randomly doing that, those of us who are sorting clothes do that whenever I'm telling something funny. Um, we, uh, inside jokes are fine, but I want you all to be on the inside. You know, you guys are my closest friends and everyone watching online. Um, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm studying and I don't want to study. I, you know, I, I have to... I, I come in here sometimes because I can't study at home because I'm having trouble focusing. Sometimes I stay at home because I know if I come in here, I'm going to see all the stuff I got to do and I can't focus. And so I struggle to stay on task. Uh, some of you know what I mean because you've, you've heard my sermons and the directions they go. <laughs> but, but, you know, we have to, it's hard to stay on task, but we have to work at that sometimes. You know, we want to stay on the right path to life and, and we have to, to, to do the things we have to do. Uh, you know, it's better for me if I make the right choice to study. It's better for you, because this sermon would be horrible if I didn't study. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, it was interesting this week, um, there was, I, you know, we was looking at different things. I was looking at this one college, and it was a college I wasn't familiar with, so I was kind of checking out their website, reading some things, and I was reading. Uh, then I went on social media to kind of read what people were saying, and they were they were debating something, and they were debating, like, changing the name of the school. And I'm not going to name the school. You wouldn't even know, probably know the school. But there was a debate over changing it, and, you know, because of some things the, the, the guy it's named after was not perfect. And this one person was like, well, there are no perfect people. And uh, the, the other alumnus replied, well, there was this one guy. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. Uh, your walk may, may not be perfect, you know, but, but keep correcting. There, there's that 1% drift in everything. You know, most of us, we, we eat a certain way because we're trying to be healthy, and then 1%, 1%, 1%, and you're 100% off. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we start exercising, and then, like, we just kind of maybe skip a little more, skip a little more, skip a little more, and then we're not there. Uh, and so, you know, and spiritual things are the same way. You could be on the right path, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, and you're heading in a whole different direction. And so don't take this as a rebuke, but take it as an encouragement. Get on the right path. 
follow the right things, course correct today, uh, be a tree planted by water, not chaff that's blown away. And if you want to get on the right path, it's as simple as admit uh, that we need a Savior, that we sin, believe in, in Jesus who came and died for our sins, and then commit to following him. If you have questions about that, see me. would love to talk to you. Message us, connect with us, and we'll talk more about what that is.